I'm Morgan. And I'm Emma. And we're your hosts of Tea and a Good Book, a fun read-along podcast for all you tea and book lovers out there. So grab a t- cup of tea and join our little book club. This is going to be our second episode on Siege and Storm by Lee Bardugo. We read the middle part of the book, so from chapter 10 to the end of chapter 17. Spoiler warning, once again, we are talking about the second book in the Shadow and Bone series. So if you haven't read the first book, go check it out. And also, you can go ahead and listen to our previous episodes on them, which are episodes 3 through 6. So Emma, what tea are you drinking today? I am drinking a classic milk tea with boba. And what about you, Morgan? I'm drinking perfume in a cup. It's <laughs> rose milk tea with boba. <laughs> you know, that means I'm proud of you for actually drinking tea on our podcast. I, I am too, if you <laughs> be totally honest. And also, for any of anybody else who also likes rose milk tea, I call it perfume lovingly. I love this tea. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get into it. Yep. So, so, please share I, with the class what you wanted to say. <laughs> I was just saying to Morgan before we started recording. Um, so I know the older prince, his name is Vasily. Is, that's probably how you say it. But in my mind, all I can see is Vasily. And that's how I refuse to say it any other way, purely because of how greasy he is. <laughs> we it's, love Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not wrong. Honestly, if I just continue calling him Vaseline for the rest of this podcast, nobody, nobody can call me out for this. I mean, especially after the way he tried to propose to Alina. He is so greasy. I also love how Mal just wasn't worried. Like, he's terrified of Nikolai, but he's like, no, we're not. It's fine. I mean, mood, though. Mm -hmm. I mean... (laughs) If I was in the presence of Nikolai, I would also be on my hands yeah. and knees. Vaseline, though. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I also, speaking of that, though, I do love how, like, Nikolai's very subtle way of trying to get him to give up his crown. Yes, I that love that. That was really smart. I love Nikolai so much. He, like, I... I know that our last episode was basically about Nikolai, and I'm going to try to not let it be about Nikolai again this time, but Nikolai is way too smart for all of this. Honestly, I'm fine with having another Nikolai episode. This leads perfectly to what I was going to say before. Honestly, I kind of ship Nikolai and Alina now. They, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, the two of them would be so... So good together. I genuinely don't understand Alina's criticism of him where she said it a few times where when he's being very calculated, it reminds her of the Darkling, and I don't understand that. I can you know what? So not really a spoiler, but I've already watched the full show. Um and I can totally see what she means by that in a way where like the two of them have thought out just about everything. Okay. And they're constantly kind of, like, thinking and, like, they know how... Th- not know, but they have an idea of how things are going to go. And I so see that, but they are so entirely different at the yeah. same time. But their minds do kind of work relatively similarly. Also, similarly. I, I can't remember if it was in this chunk of reading or the last one. That they mention, I think it's when they're in the coaches, 
they mentioned something about um Nikolai touching a thigh tattoo on himself. Yeah. I I <laughs> I need to I'm sorry. They need to I have a note in here between that and then teasing that Tolia has tattoos. I no, she this needs to be a picture book. I need to see the tattoos. <laughs> when they hinted that he had a thigh tattoo. <laughs> I melted. <laughs> I I was like, I you know, you didn't need to push me to love him any more than you've already done. Oh Bardugo, but look at what you've done. <laughs> I am head over heels for Nikolai. Oh my goodness. Like, like Honestly, at this point, he probably has more mentions in my notes than Mal. And that is saying something. I mean, to be fair, Mal wasn't very present, at least in the last half or last, like, couple of chapters of this, because he kept on going hunting with Vaseline. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Which, also, great move. On Nikolai's part. Yeah, I... um To get Mal to be liked by all the other nobility. But also, a great move. Because Alina does bring it up um, kind of towards the end. Like, the last couple of pages or somewhere in there. How she feels more at ease when he isn't there. I know. I've, and I've, I feel like that's like... a really smart move if he does want her... If he genuinely wants her mm-hmm. to, like love him and marry him i feel like almost removing mal and like pointing out the fact that they do have this very bad incident the two of them have this really weird insecurity yeah like i feel which could totally be like a toxic thing at some point if it gets a little too out of hand but that could totally end up being a little bit of a toxic thing between the two yeah. of them. So honestly, very calculated and very smart. Of very him. Cal- like, I love how everyone is hitting on Alina in this book. If I can tell people are hitting on Alina, like I never noticed romantic attraction between people. I am dumb, or like like especially in books. But like, I can tell that. So okay, it's very obvious that Nikolai is hitting on her. Yeah. But then also we have, like, Tamar and Zoila. And, like, Zoya doesn't even really have to try with it, right? Tamar kind of does. But Zoya doesn't have to try because Alina is very clearly in love with her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she, like, her stupid perfect hair and her stupid beautiful skin. And it, oh, what I did I write? Her. What did I write for that? Um... Long lashed gems. It's okay, Alina. You're gay. Nothing wrong with that. But your internal homophobia is showing. That, that's yeah. <laughs> Which I think is a mood for her. Um, also, Nadia definitely is crushing on Tamar in like the one scene where she's watching her fight, and I love it. Yes. Oh my god. It was, I, it was I want really that. Cute. I want that. And I love that. I mean, I know that Marie and Nadia like were kind of eh characters in the first book it does make me really happy that they return and they return for Alina Mm -hmm. and like obviously Alina has this like thing where she doesn't know if they're really like true friends or whatever but like I feel like that should be a good indicator that she can kind of trust them a little bit more than she does 
Also, I, <laughs> Zoya is definitely getting redeemed. Yeah. In this so far. I was gonna say, also, I just, I loved Sergei getting his his absolute self handed to him by his, his like, just, yeah. I love how he talks when he has a fat lip, where it's just, it's fully written. The, like, he can't talk. Oh, God. Yeah, that was it? so funny. I'm trying to, the, I, I, w- I wouldn't fay that to her face. <laughs> yeah. I love it so much. That was great writing on a Lee Bardugo's part. Lee Bardugo is an amazing author. I, I love her so much. Also, speaking of Nadia, too, and these kind of, I don't want to say side characters, but side characters, Adric. I love him. I love him, and I'm really excited to see more of him. He's so fiery. I was like, dang. And he's an inferny, right? Um, no, he's a no. squalor. Yeah. But, um, no, I think he, I really hope that he becomes more, part of me almost wants him, like, if he gets really good, because he said that he's almost as good as Nadia, even without an amplifier, part of me is like, can you be part of her personal guard? Because you're kind of funny actually i could see that being a way that um alina uses to protect him oh my god you are so right (laughs) oh my god also can we talk about how she at the very end of this chapter she and mal are planning on going to this event i feel like all hell is gonna break loose the second she leaves you know something's gonna go wrong because she's finally leaving oh okay okay so here's my here's my thing i have a feeling that she's gonna have another one of those visions of the Darkling there. But she, and it's gonna be like similar to the one where when she enters his room and how she feels his oh. hand. I have a feeling it's gonna be one of those really, really powerful ones. Maybe potentially a little bit more powerful or like he like kisses her or something. But then all hell breaks loose at the little palace and none of them know. I could see that, yeah. Yeah, I... Also, I have a weird feeling, because she's moving all of the children to Karamzin, but the Darkling knows that that's where she grew up. So, like, if oh, he was smart... Which might like be that. Which might be why they're saving the one child. <laughs> I don't like that I noticed that. Oh, and I, I don't want anything to happen to them, because they're sweet, innocent children. I didn't think of it like that. <laughs> like... He's a messed up dude. He stole his mother's eyeballs. Also, I'm so glad she's alive. That was horrifying to read, I if know, I'm going to be honest. I, okay, I was so relieved that she was alive. Oh, yeah. But then I was, oh. The, no. Oh, God. I I am really, if they do get reviewed. Also, I'm just going to say it right now. Um, off topic. Off, like, thing. <laughs> My mom's watching television, and I could hear it through my bedroom wall, so if you guys can hear it in the background, I'm very sorry. Anyways, <laughs> um, I think that's gonna be horrifying for the show. Yeah. Um, and probably horrifying for the poor actress, because I imagine that they're probably gonna make her wear, um, cosplay tip things. Uh, I imagine that they're gonna make her wear Scalera contacts, which can cover like a majority of the eye and they're so horrifying to watch people put in like i've watched a small handful of videos of people putting in sclera contacts and they freak me out (laughs) and i don't know how people do it but i imagine that they're gonna probably make her do it um 
Yeah, I'm horrified for that. Uh, also, I did. I will say, I did kind of love her reaction to um, to Alina having both of the amplifiers. Yeah, her reaction very much made sense. It did. It kind of sucked because I feel like Alina should have explained that both times it wasn't really her choice. Yeah, it was li- that the option was literally for Alina to take it or for her son to have it. Yeah. So and cuz at least for the first one, she, she didn't get a choice at all. No, she didn't get a choice at all. But the she, second one it it was going to die anyways. Yeah. So it was she was going to die anyways and they were trying to keep it away from from the darkling, darkling duck over here. So <laughs> like I do kind of wish that she explained that. Yeah. But I do think, I do also love her quote to Alina um, about power and how she's coming into power very well. Yeah. And how she's going to get power hungry. And I'm like, oh man, don't say that. I... <laughs> don't say that. I also like that even through everything that's happened, um, Bagra is still first and foremost a mother. Yeah. And like, you can tell, you can see how much she blames herself for her son's actions in everything. Every single moment of yeah. that interaction. <sighs> okay, yeah. also, just because I totally skimmed skimmed it, going back to Nikolai, I love that he's still, his offer to bring, to take Alina back to Noivizem yeah. is, I love that that is still standing, even though she's at the little palace, and he's like, I will give you a way out if at any point you need it. And I feel like that's a... Whew. Also, I don't remember if I said this already, but him nerding out with the fabricators is so cute. That was so cute, and I love that the fabricators just, like, really start... That's another thing that I was going to bring up. I love that the fabricators really kind of, like, everybody is now talking to the fabricators. Mm -hmm. And, like, I love that everybody's mixing and, like... I think it's towards the end of the chapter or the set or chapter 17 where she talks about how like everybody's becoming friends and like yeah. they're all talking and like the uh the zero army. Yeah. I thought that was really cute and I just I oh god, I it makes me really happy seeing like them seeing how she's changing the second army to be hers and not letting it stick to um the darklings and how that's like changing everything i love that i also i love the moment when all of the people come to bother her in the morning and then nikolai was listening the whole time i okay i just i love nikolai Mm -hmm. i'm I'm in love with him but also i was gonna say i was gonna talk about because we talked about the fabricators david and like I just, I want to give that man a hug. I want to give him a hug. And, like, I do really, okay. I love his actor in the show. I think they could not have pulled a better person for him. I think they cast him perfectly. I'm almost a little worried, though, that he is going to be a traitor. And I, I don't like want to he... say that, but I feel like he would for Genya. I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like that's how Gideon is going to come back. I she'll come like, back for she'll come back for David. I could totally see. I think we might both be right. She might come back for David, but then David will deflect. 
Oh, I'd be really I, sad. I, I don't. I think he's genuinely upset about what happened with the work he did. So I, I don't see him becoming I don't a traitor doing it. Also, uh, there's, wants, there's a note about him having a bad haircut, and Elena thinks that oh, maybe he did that himself. I think it's because Gena used to do his hair, <laughs> and he he has to do his own hair now, so he's a really bad haircut, and I just. That makes me sad. <laughs> I. I just I. Also, I feel like he and uh, the other fabricators are hiding a copy of, um, Morozova's journal. That's how he knows the thing. That's why he's beating around yeah. the bush. Because I, yeah. I was thinking he was gonna be part of the Darklings books, and she was gonna find where he had hidden it, like maybe in her room. And then I realized, oh wait. He knew the story. He very much beat around the bush. He's like, oh, we look up to him, but didn't. But that's not that's not. much of an explanation. <laughs> it's like, cool, but you have secret information that's not shared with anyone else. Where did you get it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, ooh, ouch. My hip just cracked. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I want more David. I also want more Botkin. I love Botkin. I love how... <laughs> Him and Tamar and Tolia have just, like, I love that they just, like, immediately are, like, friends. And I love that um, Lee Bardugo mentioned how, like, he seems so happy to have other people to talk and chew with. And that makes me really happy. And I just, uh, Botkin deserves the world. I also loved that he was just so eager to fight to like teach everybody how to kill somebody (laughs) i love that for him (laughs) good for him um yeah also what color was her kefta again it was alina's kefta it's her new one it's blue blue, but it's a different blue okay i think that's what i thought i kept on forgetting and she has like but the i think the um embroidery is because it's not either of the her old keftas it has embroidery that's more similar to her sun summoner for when they do like the she does the performance with the darkling thing that makes sense yeah but then the coat is a blue to show that she's part that one of the creatures yeah i'm i'm very excited i Love Nikolai. Um, also, Nikolai just casually joking about the fact that he's probably not his father's son. Oh my god, that was so funny. I loved it. I okay. <laughs> I loved that. I love the duality of him doing that, and then also him talking about building another hummingbird, partially because he wants his family to stay safe. Yeah. He, I, this man also needs man. a hug. I love him. <laughs> he's a good man. Um. Nikolai, if you're out there and you're listening to this, um, I'm free. (laughs) Zoya, Alina, Tamar, uh, Darkling, Ben Barnes, I'm free. (laughs) If you're listening to this, I'm free. Um, (laughs) anyways, that's Morgan (laughs) on this segment of Morgan trying to date someone on morgan tries to elicit uh dates from fictional characters slash ben bars <laughs> i just i was telling emma earlier today i am recently very obsessed with ben barnes because of the show 
And I just... Ugh. That reminds me. I, once we're done here, I need to show you a TikTok. But that's entirely off topic. I love Ben Barnes. <laughs> Let's see. Where was I in my notes? Um, bu- 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 you wrote so many notes. I literally so have notes. three notes for this section. We've talked about we have opposite. When we love a book, you don't write anything. And I write everything. Yeah. And then it switches when we don't like a book. Yeah. I just literally all of my notes are... So the first one is me pointing out how Alina's gay, and then the other two are literally directly pointing to where she is being gay for Zoya, and that's it. <laughs> and there's plenty others, but I just only pointed out those two. Um, also, like, this is the same book where we met Sturmhound, but I, I keep forgetting that Sturmhound is Nikolai. Yeah. I, like... Like, they even mentioned that, like, I also forgot that, like, Sturmhound and Mal were friends. Yeah. I fully forgot that until she mentioned it. I was like, oh, crap, you're right. They were friends. They were. And they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I loved that. I also, here's another thing that, going back to Zoya, too, I love that she's getting redeemed, and I love that she honestly is very vulnerable about why she deflected to Alina and I do hate that Alina is kind of like well I don't trust it it's like she's being like very vulnerable very vulnerable about this yeah very like also she kind of bullied it out of her like yeah she tried to not share this with her and then Alina was like no you need to tell me it's like yeah I don't she definitely I mean, I get, I get it not trusting Zoya after everything that's happened. Yeah, but but I didn't like, I didn't like I, her doing that, and I didn't like her threatening to order her to leave. Yeah, I I like, I really didn't like that. No, but it it does show that character growth for Alina and how she's getting a little bit more hungry for power. Yeah. So, but also totally off topic. I feel like Alina is a great leader, (laughs) too. She's been doing things... I feel like she has some questionable moments, but, like, as a former, like, leader of a team, you know, she's definitely doing what I used to do. And she definitely... She'll have moments where she just has to, like, let it all out and yell and be like, you guys are idiots, and then throws a cut and then goes straight to the ceiling because she decides to it. not kill somebody at the last second but um yeah I yeah yeah I just Bardugo's doing a great job she is. also going back to Zoya the li- I love her line about like um let me know when you're done with the um with Mal, because that can be taken two very different ways. That Okay, that could be taken two very different ways. And also, that could be some foreshadowing. See, I want to find out... Okay, I, f- I feel like nothing's happened with them yet, but Mal will get mad at Alina for something that happens with Nikolai that's like a whole stage thing. And then something will happen. Probably not something big. I have a feeling something. he'll get mad at the fact that she didn't tell him about all the times that she saw the Darkling. It'll probably be, like, a combination of that and then also, like, them having to act very lovey-dovey and then he'll go and get mad and then Zoya will be there to, like, comfort him. 
and like well she'll probably make a move and he won't reciprocate but alita won't see him not reciprocating and then she'll probably go and do something even stupider okay <laughs> like new thought Nicola. process <laughs> new thought process okay so mal probably won't do any sort of revenge like romance or whatever but she won't tell mal about what was going on with the darkling and how she kept on seeing him but she'll accidentally tell nikolai and nikolai will just and she'll they'll do like the weird show thing and he'll get like weirdly jealous over it even though he knows it's fake um, and then Nikolai will probably, I think we said this in the last podcast I episode. I think we did too. <laughs> but, like, he'll just casually let it slip. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, he wouldn't know. It won't be an accident. He will fully do it to piss off Mal. That's only if he knows that Mal doesn't know. I feel like he'll know that it's a secret that he's not supposed to talk about. So it'll probably be done to flaunt, like, your girlfriend told me this too. And then he'll be like... Your girlfriend told me, or my, my girlfriend told you what? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, oops, that went a little worse than he expected. Yeah. But, and then he'll, Mal will go cry to Zoya. He'll go cry. Zoya will go follow him. And Zoya will be like, oh, you know, she's probably under a lot of stress. But you know who isn't under a lot of stress? <laughs> and then, uh, then that will happen. But then he won't do anything and he'll just leave. But then Alina will be dumb, and be dumb, and go maybe actually kiss Nikolai, <laughs> or worse, <laughs> or worse potentially. Um, I kind of want her to actually kiss Nikolai though. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, I lo- speaking of Nikolai and kissing. Uh, I loved when Vaseline kissed her, and she's like, "Ew, slimy." Yeah. <laughs> And yep. I loved the idea that Mal put into her head of, like, really gross duchesses, like, trying to kiss the Darkling. Yeah. That's iconic. Also, can we just talk about how, um, Alina's getting mad at having Vaseline in the war meetings, and, and then Nikolai's like, just, like, just do shots every single time his, he opens his mouth. Do shots. <laughs> and then Alina's just like... I'm gonna be passed out before an hour. Yeah, like oh <laughs> what a gosh. mood though. That's such a vibe. Um, <laughs> me going into my Zoom class sessions <laughs> every Friday, mm. take a shot. Everybody shares <laughs> a story that they really didn't need to. Or every time someone can't figure out how to share their screen. Oh my god! <laughs> I would never make it out of a single class. Oh man. Every time somebody overshares in a Zoom session, take a shot. Or goes on a political rant. <laughs> oh, okay. Thankfully, none of my classmates do that, but my professor does that. I've had then. so many classmates. This is entirely off topic. We need to start talking yeah. about the book. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, we forgot we were doing a podcast. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, oh my god. We forgot to talk about the Darkling's room. Oh, yeah. I love that it's not a void. I, yeah. It's, I feel like that very much plays into the whole, he's been around a while. And he, okay, he's needed to feign the idea of him possibly having successors. Yeah. Therefore, I wonder if he actually has successors. I am curious if he has, like, actual children. I I feel like they would have to be hidden from him. Because I could see him being the kind of person who would kill his children so that yeah. no one could usurp his throne. There's 
something that happens in the show and I don't remember if it actually happens in the book but it actually goes it they have a flashback on the Darkling's actual past and a past lover of his so and like I think this is like I don't know a couple generations before he's the current Darkling but um it was really really interesting so it does make me curious if he does if he has had children himself and how many has he had yeah <laughs> because i mean even in the show like it's not it's no secret that he he he, 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 get, he gets around so yeah it'll is be also i want to see his ceiling yeah with the constellations i want to see his i i want to see his room yeah Oh, that reminds me. I had a note I was going to say about... Because they talk about his, um... The symbol of the Darkling that's on his door, which is the, um... The sun in eclipse. Mm-hmm. Which I think is very telling of... It could be very... that His logo could be a foreshadowing element. Um, because it's... The, the symbol is... It's the sun in eclipse, where you can't see the sun, but you can still tell that the sun is there. Whereas something's going to happen where the like it's gonna be the people's perception of Alina is what I think where the darkness will take over but you will still know that the light is there what basically what's currently happening on how like a lot of people thought she was dead but she is very much still alive and how like the apparat is going around saying that she's still dead or whatever even though she's very much still alive (laughs) yeah it is, I, I feel like it's that could definitely be a strong... I wrote a whole big long note about, like, symbolism. I was like, I saw... I, I get very excited when I find symbolism things where I'm like, I think that one's the thing. <laughs> That's fair. Speaking of his room, though, what do you think she's going to change? Because she's definitely going to change things. Yeah, I feel like it'll be almost everything. I could see her leaving, like, one element. I'm hoping the ceiling, because it sounds gorgeous, as, like, a reminder of, like... Who lived there before and what not to become. Yeah. But I feel like she's going to try to change everything. Be like, no, I want this to be mine and different and not creepy and dark. Do you think she's going to have any, like, specific colors in there? I was thinking similar to her Kefta. Probably, like, blues and, like, creams is what I I was kind of thinking. Yeah, I could see that. I could get down with that. With, like, maybe hints of, like, the other, the colors of the other Keftas in there. I would like that, actually. I would would really really like that. Maybe some hints of, like, the very specific, like, tealy color that's associated with Nikolai would be cute. You know I would like that. (laughs) I could see her, but I would love that. I could see her putting a lot of books in her room. I could see that, too. I could see her, like, taking any of the like books about saints and putting them in her room speaking of which i'm shocked that they the royal family hasn't gotten mad that she's going to like the the church every day with the whole apparat cult thing yeah i'm like this well she doesn't go to the church every day she goes to the library the library okay but she does go to the church the one time and i'm surprised they don't come say anything about I know, it i when the prince showed up right after that i was like "Ooh, she's about to get in trouble but it wasn't that i'm like no one's commented on the fact that like 
they think she's running a religious cult and she just went to the place where the religious cult dude was. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. Also, I'm... Because she... uh, It was mentioned that the church was a part of a monastery that once was there but then was taken over by the palace. I'm really curious about what the monastery would have looked like beforehand. And this might just be becoming from me because I'm playing Fire Emblem Three Houses. Not like I've talked (laughs) about that before on this podcast, but uh, that one's based in a monastery. Like, that's the main, like, place where everybody meets is in a monastery. So I'm just kind of curious about what that looked like beforehand and what other buildings might have been there before it was the palace. And also kind of learning more about Ravka's like ancient history but i mean it's not needed but i also want to know more about ravka's ancient history louis bardugo if you're listening to this (laughs) that'd be fun that reminds me i realized a couple minutes ago i meant to bring my copy of the lives of saints and i totally forgot it ah that's okay we could look at it some other time something interesting though that i did notice i'm sorry spoilers for the lives of saints follow along book um, the Sancta Ilia that they keep looking at is not in the book. Oh. I look, because I wanted to see the drawing, because I wanted to see, because the, they keep talking about some signpost, and I wanted to see it, and they didn't put it in the book. So I, I wonder if that's a spoiler for the series. <laughs> I think it might be, so I'm, like, trying not to look too hard at the, the, anything. Anything that I think is a spoiler, I skip over, so I haven't looked at it very in-depth, but. Now I want to look. But yeah, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I wanted to talk about, so before they go to the little palace, they stay I look up St. Ilya, but it's showing me like an actual saint. Type in Sancta. (laughs) How do you spell that? S-A-N-K-T-A? Oh, wait. Here we go. That looks, that looks like it. That looks like it's supposed to be it. Yeah. Okay. Also, kind of has a little bit of other spoilers on it, but it's fine. I mean, that spoilers kind of everywhere, so that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird that that wasn't in that one. Okay, interesting. Okay. Anyways, moving on. I want to talk about the the whole stay at the the um the Duke's house. Wait, oh my god! That. Yeah, because I like, forgot about that. Right? I was looking at my notes, I'm like, oh shoot, we totally skipped, <laughs> but, um, first of all, the garden scene with Mal. That was a good scene. It was a lovely scene. <laughs> also, Nikolai seems very human in that, like, I feel like that's the first time we see him being truly, like, human since he transitioned from Stormhound. Yeah. Is when he's like, please don't make me go to this party alone. Yeah. With the woman where, what I I had to make a note about the way they described her. Where was it? Oh, yeah. Alarmingly displayed cleavage. What page is this? Um, 196. 196. Thank you. Sorry. I was I, like, where am I supposed to be looking at? I was like cry laughing when I read that. I'm like, that is just a perp. Like, I, you can just visualize exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh, gosh. That, I, I love it. I, Yeah. Um, I also loved, um, I did really love her in that scene, too. Her being like, saints need some rest, like, and showing that she is very tired. 
Also, that meal was just very lavish. Like, she was describing all of the courses, and I was like, wow, that's a lot of food. I would... I had Korean barbecue last night, and I totally zonked out after, like, 20 minutes after when I got home. So, I would totally get tired, too. Um, I also love... This is when we see Fedor back, right? Yeah. I... Maybe it's just because I love, like... I love him in the show, but when I saw that he came back, I was like, oh, Fabio! <laughs> um, I I don't know what it is about uh, the show Fedior, but I kind of love him, and so every time he comes back in the book, I'm just like, oh, son! <laughs> You're the real son summoner, summoner Fedior. Um... Yeah. I think that's everything I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything more that I want to talk about besides how much I love Nikolai, but honestly, you guys don't <laughs> don't need to hear any more about that. Um Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. All right. All right. So, any thoughts about Sage and Storm so far? Tell us your favorite character um, on our Instagram, T underscore plus underscore good books, and on our Twitter at T plus good books. Our next episode, we will be finishing Sage and Storm by Lee Bardugo from chapter 18 to the end of the book. And don't forget, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes about Shadow and Bone, check them out. They're going to be episodes three to episode six. I'm Emma. And I'm Morgan. And that's the tea! <laughs>